What's going on, Savages? Welcome to another episode of the Savage Slowsway Podcast with me, Jeff Leach. How are you? It's almost a new year. In fact, when this is released, it will be the new year. I think I'm going to release it at midnight. So people go, why, why would anyone release a podcast on the stroke of midnight on New Year's Eve when no one's going to listen to it? And that's how I'm going to do it. And that's how it's going to blow up. It's going to be huge. Maybe I won't do that. I don't know. I'll talk to my guests and find out what they like to do. Um, thank you very much for all of those who are supporting us at Patreon, patreon.com slash Savage Snowflake. If you'd like to donate as little as $1 a month to help this podcast continue to grow and keep bringing you wonderful guests who are going to talk about their lives and their, their time in comedy or their, you know, porn styles or their uh, rapping styles, etc., etc. We've got a whole mix of guests. Uh, joining me today is not only a comedian, but also a, a prolific podcaster. Um, she's got the wildly successful Guys We Fuck podcast, which has been going for a few years now with uh, her best friend, Christina Hutchinson. Uh, joining me is Corrine Fisher. Hello. There you go. What a nice... That um, was great. Wasn't that really professional? That was super professional. Yeah. The and whole time I was screaming in my head. It's hard because I, I feel so bad um, having to chime in with my accent, which is a Your lot less... lovely. It's a lot less pleasant. Well, that's because you're not from here. I don't mind it, but, you know, people point... Do you really not like your accent? No, well, it's um, it's polarizing. People either really love it and jack off to it, or um, they really, really don't like it, and they let me know. And still jack off to it. And they still jack off to it. Yeah. It's There's like a lot a, of hate jacking off to me, self, I think. Self-applied yeah. BDSM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know what's weird is that even though we've now, well, in this blossoming friendship that we have. Yeah, fashion-based. We'll get into that. Is it just fashion-based? <laughs> well, I mean, I think there that... There was more depth to it, surely. No, I, that was... Yeah, but I think that was the, um, you know, the impetus. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think sometimes you need something a little bit less complex to start a more complex friendship. You know, like yeah, my, be- true. my best friend, Tommy, we're best friends. You know, our best friendship started because of Alanis Morissette and Paradise Hotel, which is a now defunct TV show. Oh, Oh, have you just is in there um, a, a Broadway musical now of Alanis Morissette? There Jack is, Bill. is yeah. That... I didn't see it yet, but I I have mixed reviews. I've heard very mixed things. Yeah, and uh, and I heard last night um, from uh, a lesbian lady was railing on it and just going, "This is the most." I'm a lesbian and I'm super, you know, I'm super behind all these movements. Progressive, yeah. And I found it just a sycophantic. Uh, it's like scene by scene is just virtue signaling it's and it, there's yeah. no depth to it in any way they just jammed her songs in i was concerned about my that nose is, leaking. is my nose leaking no i'm dressed if you're watching the video of this you'll see that i'm dressed like some kind of Colombian. <laughs> i didn't know you had like, that eye tattoo the eye tattoo that is fantastic gold, gold and silver bell buckle on i look like oh my Rico goodness suave this is great but i assure you this is not cocaine that's making my nose leak I no just, i'm gonna grab a tissue Sorry. of course do it so yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. I understand what you're saying. This that was maybe the catalyst for the start of our blossoming friendship, right? Um, I should set the tone. So previously, I, I don't. I, I didn't think there was any animosity between us. But well, you I hold it deep in my heart. You you weren't you weren't very you weren't a big fan of me. Yeah, well, I'm not like a warm person to begin with. Um, I'm very warm to my friends, but I don't. But I only have so much warmth Absolutely. to give, so I don't really waste it on acquaintances, <laughs> which some people find problematic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, no, you were just, you know, I'm very... I'm a big, I'm a big gregarious personality as well. So I, I'm sensitive. I can rub people up the wrong way. Yeah, I'm like sensitive to... I, I'm I'm very... Because I am a very strong woman, I always like have my eye out making sure no one's no one's creeping on ladies. How strong? What can you squat? <laughs> um, You know what? I threw out my back, so I guess not that long. I, uh, doing, doing deadlifts this year. Mentally and emotionally strong. Yeah. Physically pretty able. I'm I'm the strong. This is the strongest I've ever been because I have a big manly personal trainer. Oh yeah. Yeah. You enjoying it? Yeah, I love it. Well, yeah, I've been doing it for two years, but I was sick for a while. So then I and so then I was actually just getting fatter for the first two years. Right. I mean, I guess this was year three, and then I got fit, and I have I can see maybe like an ab peeking out. And so. then you started posting pictures of your bum yeah. on your Instagram you're like well if I'm going to do that I want to do a few squats first well that no actually my ass looked ba- better when I was fatter because it was juicier right, okay. but then I saw then I had to do the deadlifts um, to get the ass back because the ass went away when I lost a lot of weight I quite like <clears throat> um, I quite like the use of 
sexual attraction. Because obviously the podcast that you guys have. Right. It's on brand. It, yeah. It's very big. It's yeah. very successful for a number of years. Thanks. And uh, But also the concept is reasonably simple, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, it's too, too attractive as well, which I think helps the whole brand. Oh, yeah. But too attractive comedians. Uh, female comedians talking about, you know, their sexual experiences and dating and love experiences. We're like approachably attractive, though. It's not, <laughs> you know, that's like what we say. We're just, you know, like yeah. we're like a, a cute girl in your school. We're not like a London fashion. We're week. not. Yeah. I mean, in L.A., we're trolls. Wow. Yeah. We took a photo next to Amber Rose once and we laugh about it a lot because really? we look so bad. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Amber Rose. Oh, God. In in she's one of those people there's who there's a lot of work there well just in person she kind of takes your breath away there's three people that have taken my breath away right. ever um uh, Carmen Electra I'm gonna have to say is number one when did you meet her what period of time um it was maybe about five years ago I didn't meet her I just saw her in the MTV lobby and her eyes were like crystals nice, that were speaking yeah. to my soul and then um I, I saw bet she had like a there was a wind machine effect even though it was the middle of the day in a lobby yeah she was just hair. she was literally just checking in being a regular person she was just yeah it when was she was on Baywatch she breathtaking. Was, I was in love with her breathtaking <sighs> Yeah, well, it's exciting because I am. Um, we're well, not supposed to say this anymore, but um, I, I'm Eskimo sisters with with her, and I and I always make fun of that man because I go, <laughs> "Wow, you've fallen off." Yeah, <laughs> I think it's really funny. Um, and then uh, so old Carmen school and took your breath away. Amber old school Rose, Amber Rose, and then old school Lindsay Lohan. I saw her when she was like, uh, you know, kind of maybe like early twenties, shooting a movie in New out York. And about you just out she was. About? Yeah, I was just walking through New York, and I like you know how sometimes in New York you accidentally walk through a movie set yeah 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 that's what I did and I was like oh Lindsay Lohan god she's gorgeous Halle Berry too I've seen it was beautiful oh yeah 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 a little crazy though isn't she I mean I didn't all these people I didn't talk to I mean I'm just like a fangirl creeping around LA lots that's all I do is I just like look out for famous people I really like love being a fan What's well? Because you got haven't you got another podcast with Rosebud? Yeah, there's a pin about, in that, right? There's a put we put a pin in that because Rosebud's here right now for an okay. you know x amount of time. We're not sure. And it's not that you both got turned off by Justin Bieber all of a sudden. No, uh, well, season two of that podcast anyway is called Two Less Lonely Girls. It's still available. The old ones. Yeah. Um, but we created a pop group uh, to rival the Spice Girls because I went to London for their reunion tour this year, and I was just. Just so take like I was just so overwhelmed with emotion. Why do you think they were so fucking huge in America? Because I like I mm-hmm. mean they were big in England. I get it. Like they're very identifiably British. I saw them in London. Yeah, they, yeah. They, this year they sold out Wembley Stadium, ninety thousand people, three times. There you go. But I didn't know. I didn't know here. I didn't know they were so big in America as well. Oh yeah, you didn't. When yeah, how when you've like, been here since? Uh, four years ago. I oh, oh, you're pretty new. Okay. But yeah, so I didn't I didn't realize they were so fucking huge. They were huge. I think because they, they just. Well, number one, their um, the branding is insane, and America loves like marketing. Of course, yeah. So yeah, we yeah. really and there's a lot of anglophiles here as well. Yeah, we were just it was just it was just perfect for American culture, and it came at a time when I think there were so many boy bands, and we really really needed the Spice Girls. I'm, I'm just laughing about us two sitting down and having this discussion about the Spice Girls' emergence in America, like it's some kind of historical. It is though. We're sitting going, well, I think it was often an overlook. It is. <laughs> I am so in. I could write a paper. Pop group is ridiculous. Oh, but they had a they had a profound impact on my life. I dedicated I dedicated the book we wrote to them. (laughs) Isn't that isn't that I'm going to move that slightly back? Isn't that isn't that um, isn't that insanely um, fucking strange though that we. That's now our history that we go like, well, you remember the the boy band battle of 92? Yeah. You remember that when Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were and at I each do. other's throat? You know, and that <laughs> shit like, whereas our grandparents were like, do you remember when your mother was stripped from my bed and raped in front of me by Nazi soldiers and I had to go off to war? Like, <laughs> fucking what? I mean, I think people still have stories like that. Um, maybe not Nazi related. Well, people are using Nazi very loosely these days. Oh, yeah. I know. They don't even wear a uniform. These so days, perhaps. Do they? Yeah, they're everywhere, you know. None of them. That's what I hate about um, the, the most. There's the a lack of, of uniform? I mean, there's a lot of things I hate about neo-Nazis. But the thing I hate the most... <laughs> yeah, is like they really... Is their lack of fashion sense. Lazy. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. You, we've seen the movies. Right. We've, Hugo Boss yeah. used to design those outfits. Oh, there's, there's so much. I mean, when I went to Israel and I learned... Uh, you know, just a little more of the specifics of the Holocaust. I go, oh, this was a, a lot of people went into the planning of this, you know? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of people who uh, have gotten away 
with something that they shouldn't be blameless for. I mean, everyone who's involved in not saying no to the order, but you that, know, even if they weren't the guy yeah. fucking turning the gas tap of course. on, you were the guy who told him to go do it, or you were the guy who blah 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 or blah blah blah. You know, like, there's so many people there who've got away with it in a blameless ma- manner. What I'm saying is, we need to kill more old people, old German people. <laughs> a lot of people don't pay for their <laughs> crimes, though. That's kind of like what we learned. Like we're learning that now, but during the Me Too movement. So it's like if you watch the R. Kelly documentary, the same thing. Just so many people were complicit in these crimes being committed. It's yeah. not like obviously R. Kelly is kind of like the Charles Manson of the operation. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, and then but then after that there. Uh, you know, even Har- Harvey Weinstein. Like I just started reading the Ronan Farrow's book. Um, He's not Kill. even going to pay any money out of his own pocket, is it? The insurance is uh, of the studio's insurance. They're paying. His, oh, I didn't even know that part. Million dollar fine or whatever the fuck it is. So he's paying out twenty. They came to an out of court settlement. He's paying twenty five million dollars, I think, and the production company will end up paying it. That's wild. Insurance. That's fucking insane. So wait, is he not? He, he, is he not going to jail because yeah, he he's been like walking a, he around? Gets like a, he gets like an eighteen-month sentence or something like that. That but is he could, crazy. He could get out in like seven months on good behavior or something. That shot. is crazy. And it's, you know, it's going to be a cushy fucking you know cushy jail spot. cell. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my but god. Maybe he'll get Epstein. We can only hope. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. You know, another member of the royal family was fucking kids with Weinstein. Uh, Harvey's so heavy, though. You, they have to, like, really, like, get something that's going to hold him. Ep- Epstein was tiny. Yeah, too right. Easy to string up yeah. Epstein. Yeah, that's he's, easy. He's half hung already, isn't yeah. he, really? He's like a piñata. Yeah. Is <laughs> Weinstein. Yeah, fuck that guy. But it's insane. He's, like, sitting in comedy clubs. Wasn't he in yep. some, some comedy club? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a some kind of an actor's, like, studio that they was doing a comedy show, but some of my uh, colleagues were there. Really? And they called him out, thank God. Well, that was the lady, the girl who made jokes about him on stage. Yeah, like, her name's out. Kelly Bachman, and then there was also um, uh, a couple other women there. Uh, who just thank God just said something because and if you see the photo there's there's two uh, fully grown ag- adult women on either side of Harvey Weinstein it's like what oh, he, they'll be his handlers of some sort what is One going will be on his head of PR and the other yeah one, you know what I mean and, yeah but yeah they, but then they get in their latest whatever the latest series of BMW is and they drive back to their fucking you know three million dollar home Jesus. and they look at their swimming pool through the floor to wall, uh, floor to ceiling fucking windows uh, sipping a little espresso and they go I don't mind that I keep Harvey Weinstein's shit under wraps because look at the life I lead some people are driven by that you know? I, I honestly that's so hard for me to digest yeah because you're not a piece of shit oh thank you you're first person to ever say that <laughs> soundbite <laughs> you can put that on your tinder profile yeah not thank a you. soulless cunt oh gosh that's good that's a good sell um but yeah we, 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 we sort of skipped ahead on so many tangents yeah first of all we're dressed impeccably. Thank you. Yes. You look are. amazing. I'm so proud. I love, this is like a 70s vintage. Um, is this vintage or is this? Uh, yeah. It's not. It's not actually. I just it's found timeless it is what it is. But it's timeless. It could be from any year. Yeah. And we'll go off into the, uh, into the future. It's going to fade. It's going to be beautiful. I'll give it to my son. He'll wear it in 30 years time. I love like, it. My dad used to wear this, man. <laughs> when it was fashionable, you know, when this comes back in. But I mean, we, it was never. It's only fashionable for you, which is what I love about your aesthetic. You can wear anything, and I'm. Now nah, come go, on, it's confidence though. It's like because I can't. If I it's don't also, look I mean, it, I'd look terrible in it. And you're also like tall and handsome. Thanks so much. If you were me. like, if you just like, I mean, if you, I don't think if Harvey Weinstein came in in this, we'd be like, eh. well, exactly. <laughs> an alarm would go off. Yeah, exactly. Um, so wait, hang on a sec. So we, we, we're dressed firstly wonderfully because... We planned this too. I don't even live here, guys. I had to pack this. We did. <laughs> because we, uh, when I uh, was fortunate enough to appear on your podcast, guys, mm-hmm. we fucked. Um, we discussed the fact that like a lot of comics, and I think this is still true, that a lot of comedians, especially in the East Coast, yeah. are not encouraged in any way, shape or form to look different. Like the aesthetic, being aesthetically peacocking on stage right. is considered a replacement for good material or well-written jokes, yeah. you know. Um, Absolutely. And stagecraft, you know. So I, as soon as I got to New York, I was told, like, what's with the sleeve of shirts, all the rings? So I stopped wearing the rings. I put sli- uh, just normal black T-shirts on. Really? I kept the long hair. Yeah, I really took all the flavor out of my outfit because I was made to feel like a cunt for that. 
And we discussed that a little bit on the podcast. Yeah. And then you said that you were excited about this year, just embracing more colour and more flamboyant outfits on stage. And I right. decided I was going to do the same. And look at us now. Yeah, well, because I, I, you know, in the beginning, I think I was just wanted to, you know, like uh, 2020 will be my 10th year in comedy. And I just wanted to kind of really make sure. Me too. Oh, cool. Twins. I wanted to be the comedian that I knew I could be or or at least like, you know, uh, like really on the on the way there. And so I didn't want to get distracted or have other people distracted by other things. But this is how like I want to dress. I like to dress like every day is Lollapalooza. Yeah. So and I just look in my closet and I spend so much time doing comedy now and I have all these beautiful clothes that I never wear. And I was like, this is bullshit. I think I think I'm finally ready to dress the way I want to on stage. And it's I mean, it made it, made it harder, but it's like a challenge that I can accept now absolutely and also i think that that difficulty of going on stage in a such a flamboyant outfit that makes let's be honest a lot of the audience go oh fuck this person right like, well, well, come on we're here for jokes not for your uh, encouraged pageantry uh, self-love and, you yeah know, um but you can nip that in the bud really quickly by saying, I know it looks fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And this is why I'm doing it. And let's fucking all get behind that. And then people go, oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, cool. You've addressed it. It's done now. Yeah. And then you can just get on with being funny. Um, and also, every fucking superstar in comedy that I can think of uh, had a very identifiable look that was their look. And they really pushed that. And it was very flamboyant, even to the point that George Carlin very much coined the black shirt or smock thing and black jeans like that was his thing and the wild hair when he had it i know but those are like those are more simple <clears throat> outfits absolutely but they're still iconic they're still very right that sure person, you know for um, me it's like janine Garofalo. It, you know you like it's you know like jean shorts doc martin sure. kind of flannel over like a white joan rivers look. always flamboyant suit and yeah. loads of jewelry and just looking like a fucking you know like a christmas tree like that was her, her jam right you know, eddie murphy and those really iconic like leathery suits you know open up with his chest all out yeah yeah, old school Love women like like a Rita Rutner or like a Judy Tenuta, I think like had more iconic looks. I don't know the last one. I don't know how. Oh, you you one. don't. She was um she like I guess it was like probably eighties. She has a she has a very recognizable voice, and I think she did a series of in, in the states. I think it was Dr Pepper commercials. Mm-hmm. She was kind of I don't want to call her a flash in the pan because I think she's a, a legend in her own right. But it was more like an isolated amount of time. Right. Whereas Rita Rudner would you know be like ball Long gowns and yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. She yeah. She always looked like a like a New Year's Barbie to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rita Radner, okay. yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, mean, I can see that, like an Italian Barbie. <laughs> I love I love strong looks like that. Me I too. Think it's, it's very it's very. Uh, first of all, it makes me happy to be in color and be fucking flamboyant. Right. But also, I think it makes you like funny. I like I think people can enjoy it as soon as, as, soon as you go. I'm not taking myself seriously. Because I'm dressed like this. Yeah. In fact, it's quite the opposite. I just want to be playful and have fun and be fucking silly. Right. And wear things that make people go, wow, that's bright and lovely. Yeah. And um, as soon as they see that, I think I think it's it's almost like a, not like a, look, there's a reason why jesters and clowns and even mimes yeah. all have these big, oh, flamboyant colors. It's like, that's a good point. You know, we are clowns, really. Oh yeah, oh gosh, I feel like a like, <laughs> one, like a dancing others. monkey sometimes. Yeah, Someone, exactly. Like, flip a coin at me. Um, well, I don't. Yeah, I think I think sometimes like for women, our bodies uh, without our consent become like a part of the act. So a lot of, of course, yeah. you'll see like a lot of women just kind of dress even in their specials. Like Kathy Griffin's one of my favorite comics, and she just kind of has she's a very sexy, and she has thing, a gorgeous she? body. I mean, yeah. if I. She tones it down on stage. Well, she just kind of she all like covers herself in black, and I've seen a lot of comedians do that. Um, and she I also when wa- she goes on why. red carpets, whenever she go, I've seen her. At oh, she looks premier. Yeah. She always wears very like plunging necklines yeah. and low backs, and you know she's very she's very sexy and flamboyant. There. So maybe she just goes. I like to wear one thing in yeah. the office and another thing at a party. I just, yeah, so. I just wonder why. Well, it's especially because it's like not that you have to show off your body, but but just like why is there a lack of color? I think people really go. I'm just almost gonna like mute my physical yeah, form yeah. out, and then you are then you are forced to hear our words. Also, you know, people have a problems listening to women, as we learned in the election of 2016. There you go. <laughs> so. We actually, realistically, you and I just want to be at a Nigerian wedding. Oh my day. gosh! I was supposed to go to an Indian wedding in March, and then the couple broke up, and I was like. 
guys, slack. you ruined my whole fashion for March. And it took them since they were two years old to plan that way yeah. as well. So <laughs> <laughs> They've been matched up. What a waste of time. Yeah. yeah. So we, so we, first of all, we, we bonded over that. And I'm glad to see that we're staying true to that. Well, I did a whole being... exercise because I really like to act upon things that I commit to. Yeah. And so I had promised you that I was going to dress up. And then immediately, like I think the day or, or one or two days after I started like leech, like a hashtag like leech me or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I did a whole week of really putting a lot of thought into my outfits. Because for me, sometimes it's really a time issue. Mm-hmm. I'm like consistently overbooked and like just kind of like it's it's it takes a you know a couple more minutes to put on an outfit like this to accessorize absolutely, to do absolutely. makeup yeah, yeah. and so um and and so I, yeah I really committed and left myself extra time for every show and posted the pictures and like to hold myself accountable yeah and it was interesting to people see people seem to love it yeah they did they really did yeah. and I thought it was fun and I tried like different types of things you know like more like I did like goth punk rock I did like a more of a Lollapalooza colorful like yeah. druggy look so the blackface night was a bit weird I, that <laughs> <laughs> yeah was, canceled <laughs> <laughs> but we i'm glad we both stuck to that first yeah but yeah we, I'm, I'm backtracking through our story a little bit mm-hmm. so so and then we and then we uh and then we had a reconnection i guess maybe the podcast but also slightly before that we sort of talked a couple of times and maybe going oh maybe we're not i've seen you yeah we, we've chatted at the yeah. cellar it's not like i isn't you know like it's not like i was like thinking about you at night being like i hope this guy really gets what's coming to him <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think. I mean, the only person. Well, I, there's only like one that. comedian I've ever like long term hated. Sure, sure, so. sure. But I'm. Uh, and then and then we have this blossoming friendship now, which is very very nice. Um, and I've got to see you do comedy now because we didn't. We had a break in the middle because we weren't necessarily friends. We weren't hanging out. Yeah. I didn't see you do comedy for about a year and a half at one point. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. And the jump was fucking immense. Not to say or to, you know, dilute what you were doing previously. Mm-hmm. But that uh, time I just saw you, like I told you afterwards, the show. Well, yeah, because I think you, I mean, it, it, that makes sense because it's like that, you know, that, that eight, nine year mark uh, is like a, a, is a, an important such a big jump. Thing. Right? It was such Thanks. a big jump. You like, I was... And uh, you did some shows with Chappelle, right? Didn't you get to do some yeah, shows with Yeah, we, um, uh, Christina and I uh, got to open for him for a weekend at Comedy Works in Denver. That's fucking cool. It was, it was so cool. I was like, I can't believe this is happening the whole time. Now, how did that come about? Um, basically, we had, we had uh, sold out our weekend there and then he decided that he wanted to fly in from Ohio and do shows. But he was like, if you gals are okay with me uh, replacing you for a headliner for some of these nights, you you can open for me. So it was more like a favor, but however, I think that's always how you get to open Fucking for perfect. these really famous people. Absolutely. It's never like they're in the audience, like the way we think they are like scouting for the next big person. But it's always circumstantial. I do think sometimes there's a bit of a, you know, someone might be down at the cellar or at the store. In passing, yeah. Doing a drop-in set and they sure. watch the comic before and it's sure. like, oh, who the fuck, what's this guy's name? Or right. What's this girl called? But then that's like a lot of circumstantial. It's not like they've been tracking someone for years. Nah, yeah. That doesn't happen. Yet. Yeah, and so... Or it's one of their friends. Exactly. Lower down the ladder. Exactly. Or someone who's done, you know, did a favor for them back in the day and they're someone like, oh, they I really owe this. Someone who Yes. Someone who has a secret about them. <laughs> someone who buried a body for them <laughs> yeah. once. Yeah. yeah. Or it's like, they, you know, they fucked their girlfriend at one point and they're like can i make it up to you oh, with this you go, spot dude, you can definitely open up for me yeah <laughs> that would be so, a kick in the teeth as well though wouldn't it uh i don't know but yeah so he let us and his and his i was so uh his his fans were so welcoming to us yeah, which was really good. really nice yeah do you just uh do you stand up the two of you one after the other or did you do we just did stand up one after the other okay, yeah, yeah so we nice. both did like you know like 15 minute sets or whatever it was and it was really really cool and That's um super fucking cool where was it at uh comedy denver, works in comedy denver works, okay. yeah one of the best clubs in the country one of the first clubs to lock up your phones and like the cases um i just and i just specifically love colorado so yeah yeah. did he um did he have a chat with you backstage did you oh my god he sat with us the whole time he hung out he hung out after he was just sitting in a chair in the green room uh he he would like smoke cigarette smoke weed drink whiskey and then just keep alternating through those three but it wasn't like i've chatted to him at the yeah he wasn't out of control it was just table yeah. He's always been very um It's great. He's always been very down to earth. Yeah, and he's very wise. Like he'll he'll be talking like kind of like regular person talk and then out of nowhere some like Buddha esque yeah. 
gem will come out and you're like, oh, I don't, you're like, I don't have a pen. I need to write that down. I need to yeah, remember yeah. that forever. I think literally spend like 10 years just working out and reading books. Oh my gosh. Basically. Yeah. Let me expand my mind and see if I can rediscover a love for this world. Yeah. And also, I'm a skinny bitch. Let me get some fucking muscles. And he did it. He did it. Yeah, he's he looks great. And then he rented out a club afterwards. Him, you know, yeah, you would? Yeah, I'd give him a... Give you're him. Into, are you, are you yeah. pansexual I'd let him, these uh, days? I'd let, him, uh, I'd let him power bottom me. Yeah? Yeah. I'd, 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 be the, I'd have to be the top just because I'm I'm that level of straight. I'd have to okay. pretend even when I'm fucking a man that okay. it could be a lady from behind. Right. But then realistically, he'd be squeezing back. Nice. Cutting off the circulation. Hot. That's always, you know what? I got very jealous of um, very jealous of some some of my gay friends over the course of the year. So Why? Because um, it's I feel like all the gay relationships I know that where people are monogamous or or certainly together. Uh huh. Uh, this is they find their relationship so easy and simplistic. I almost wonder whether that really should be, whether 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 being gay should be the default, and then every now and then some people fucking just smash genitals just to breed. Maybe that's gay. gay. I mean, I don't. All, you know I mean? all the gay and, re- and lesbian relationships I know are uh, filled with drama. Probably. Oh, really? I mean, just I mean everyone. Maybe in that case, I just have a clearly a very subjective view based on my maybe yeah, you just five have- or six gay partner. Uh, Close friends. That's a lot, though. That's a lot of gay friends. But I used to, I used to DJ in the queer club scene back in the day. Oh yeah. And in every city, it just so happened the kind of friends that I have. There's always one gay couple who everyone knows and loves. Yeah. And they end up becoming my close friends as well. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I have a ton of gay friends, but I mean, we are all little whores, you know, out in the night trying to just find a twink to love us. Oh, only twinks. What about bears? Well, that if I was gay, I would go for a bear. Um, I think I was an well now I, I think insane. I'm an otter now. Yeah. But I was Yeah, you're here chest is hairy. Before because I was never big. I've never been big big. No. And I got a bit of hair and I had the long hair so I was a wolf for a while. Now I'm an otter, I think. Yeah. yeah. I would say that that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Or a vole. <laughs> a ferret. I'll be a ferret. A ferret. <laughs> I've invented a new Okay. Look, and that's it. Uh, I'm a new subculture. Well, ferrets are long, and you're long, so that Thank makes you. sense. And wiry, and like nippy. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't Quite say. Agile. I don't. You're not wire. Wow. You think? I mean, I'm agile. Yeah, you're agile. Well, wiry. I always like. I would associate with like being too skinny. I can do a handstand now. Can you? Mm. How'd you learn how to do that? I've been going to circus school. Wait, did you really? Yeah, I've been going to circus school. You in, don't look at all my Instagram photos. How dare you! I didn't know you. Well, I, well, I, I, I mean, I saw, I saw you reading Shakespeare just, with a candle oh, and, go, yeah. and alone. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is, I go, what is he doing? I gotta come over here and talk to him. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I, I went, I went to circus school only for one day with the Girl Scouts, but that's, I, that's insane because my goal was <laughs> to be. My, a, I don't give a fuck how on now. And honestly, it's so irritating when he does this because he still looks. You still look good in this. Look, it's so I stupid. Like I look like a character out of Caddyshack. That's so annoying. Okay. Um, no, actually, I look like one out of Caddyshack 2, which is the worst movie it's ever the gay made. one? <laughs> ever made. It's the gay Caddyshack. It's the gay one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went, because I, I, I wanted to be a trapeze artist. That was like my goal in life. And then I go, oh, you're not but at now all. now you're a fortune teller. Yeah, I'm like not at all built to be a trapeze artist. But that's not true in the slightest. I feel like you have to be like a little longer. I'm no, petite at least. No, no, it doesn't make a difference. And also just, it's just well, like. I mean, you couldn't be like 300 pounds to be a trapeze artist well actually yes you could but it wouldn't be it would be hard for your partner like it would be hard for your partner if you weren't the male in that right it would be very hard right um but yeah you could because there's a girl who um trains at the circus school and she's a very she's a she's a thick girl okay um very thick yeah like a little there's a little thickness there right she's fat okay well she's like (laughs) It's uh, fine. I think. I think. I love. No, but I'm very careful now. Some people like dance around it. No, no, I don't dance around anything. But I'm just. I'm. I, I'm also conflicted about where I stand on size at the moment because uh, Jenny Zagrino, another fantastic yeah. comic, one of my best friends out here. She ha- showed me an article that kind of showed that the showed the the how fucking healthy someone who can be 300 pounds can be, and it's almost like there is a different subgenetic. Um, yeah, strand of being of humans where it's just like being that size actually the healthiest for your organs and your body. So that person will live the longest and have the right. healthiest life if they are heavier than if they're lighter. 
Couple. And what we, they, 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 I think they really searched for that article. No, well, whenever I read the study and like, I mean, it was, you know, this was a proper study. Uh, no, I whatever, know. Some MIT or some shit like that, some medical school. And it was, they were saying, saying, I mean, this is scientifically true. Now, do we think that most people who are large, like obese or morbidly obese, do we think that the majority of those people are in this strand of right. humans? No, right. we don't. We think the majority of those have overeaten. And she's not dis- she's not discounting the fact that there's a lot of just fat people out there because they just eat. Oh, I feel comfortable talking about because I've been fat. So, yeah. but I was interested <laughs> in it. I was interested in it because it made me rethink. Yeah. where I stand on that because I'm not going to lie. Of course, I have the uh, I, I, the prejudice. I guess I'm taught from a young age, which which yeah. is if you're fat, there's something like you're lazy or you can't uh, you know you can't you have no self control. Oh or yeah. Blah, blah. Whereas now I know, as an alcoholic who doesn't drink anymore. Um, it's just another escapism for, for yeah, an addict. Exactly. You know? We all have a vice and just like uh, being overweight is a vice where you can s- you can see the results. Yeah. Whereas most people, it's like it, you only like feel the results emotionally if you're friends or partners yeah. with why them. That, why is he always fucking miserable time? Because he's on a come down. Yeah. He's a drug addict. Yeah. That's yeah. Why, yeah. And believe Whereas me. Whereas someone's fat and immediately they know, oh, well. I've never been hurt emotionally by because of a person's uh, overeating. I've been hurt emotionally many times by people's drug and alcohol abuse. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, no, it's it, me. I, it's just for me as someone who has been like heavier and not like morbidly obese, but like a good like thirty pounds uh, heavier than I should be for my frame. Yeah. And who was told, you know, was told by a lot of people like, oh, just be body positive. Like, and there was something really medically wrong with me. And had I not listened to my body or uh, and gotten the help I needed, I would just be walking around like, oh, I'm just, I'm this I'm way. Just a thick girl. This, this is, is my yeah, yeah, like this is good, and it wasn't good at all, and I felt terrible. I do like that. <laughs> about um you actually this is true of you and christina but uh you're very you're very balanced i i like that you're very um very much a supporter of a lot of progressive movements but you're also very quick to call bullshit within those movements. i try if to be it, a yeah, truth yeah. seeker like yeah, in, yeah. In, in a real way you know and no, i that's admirable i mean there's not like, a lot of people things. who are you know moderate in their approach to things and, yeah. and a little bit more balanced let me get some facts it's before a pain I just in the ass. It. well i'm trying to be like that and it's it's a bad place to be because people want you to pick a side of course they do and, uh, but before you retweet like the one of the main things we tell our listeners is like it takes five minutes to really get the facts on a story before you retweet or get outraged about something and so often like we're we're in this click baby world um and like i use this as an example a lot um over the past year there was an article that was going around Twitter about how um, all these girl uh, women of color, young young women of color, had gone missing um, in like the DC area, and no one cared, and no one cared. Sure, sure, sure. And I go. Of course, my first thing is, oh my God, that's terrible. And then my second thing is like, I just, we live in a heartless world, but I just really, kids? And then I looked into it and basically it was over the span of a much larger amount of time, like, you know, like 10 years that these girls had. And and the way the article was framed was like, that it was like, in, there's, a, there's a pedophile in, rings Between 2018 and 2019, yeah. all these w- women of color were kidnapped and yeah. no one fucking gives a shit. And that- and that n- was not the story. Right. And it's like, that's not going to help us find these people. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's kind of like this Just misplaced. more, more misplaced animosity yeah. between. But well, that's what. That, it's a waste that, of time. Divide too. and conquer though. That's what they want. You know, oh, the God. more segregated and divided we are. This yeah. whole, this whole. And, and I say this as a, as a classic liberal and as a, a very a democratic. classic liberal. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I believe in equality of all people. It's yeah, a very simplistic concept. Of course. And then also. um democratic leaning of course and left leaning that's how I've always been yeah same uh, but certainly more moderate than I was a few years ago yeah now as that guy I still I still go like I, I, I can't I see how much of liberal modern liberal propaganda because it is propaganda is designed to segregate people out further yeah and I don't understand how they can't see that this is a really right fascist concept and we're actively employing it like we're going by giving everyone a different label and by oh no but we have to celebrate this person's thing of that and that and you can't be involved in that one and blah 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 blah, blah. and it's like we're making ourselves like it's over over PC culture is effectively dis, uh, pointing out all of our differences rather than showing us how we're alike. Right. And I do think there was something awesome about a white neighbor and a black neighbor or a gay neighbor and a straight neighbor or whatever. People who don't necessarily understand each other's lifestyles 
or experiences, personal experiences, living next to each other and through joking and comedy and pointing out, oh yeah, you guys do this and you guys do that and oh, that's yeah. quite funny and that's all right. And now, hey, oh, but we also love this together and we do that. Right. That's what built communities like East London, East End of London. It was so multi- multicultural, you know, yeah. with like, you know, with a Jamaican and West Indian, um, you know, uh, other folks from the, from different islands, but then also Indian, Bangladeshi, Pakistani, you know, living with white, Irish, you know, Cockneys, East London, Essex folks. And everyone took the piss out of each other mm-hmm. and were friends. Yeah, that's how I grew up. But I mean, that's I'm from Union, New Jersey. And like, I always, so it's like, it wasn't this thing uh, for me. I'm like, yeah, I just have friends from everywhere. Like I've, uh, one of my, I go to my Dominican friend house. Then I go to my Greek friend's house. My best friend's Portuguese. Like just like a million different kinds of people. I don't know. It's not, yeah. And then it became more of a thing. And then for a while it was like, we're all different and it's beautiful. And then it became like, no, we are all really the same and I'm like but I don't think we want to be the same exactly, being yeah. different is cool and it's not bad yeah and it, but as long as those weird. differences don't push us so far that you have to wow because you're this you should only celebrate the things that you and the people exactly like you are yeah you can't have that crossover like this whole Merry Christmas shit is <laughs> oh, so God. strange to me yeah it's just like it's strange coming out of that thing and, and people I heard people get uh, a friend of mine got in trouble um, because she said Merry Christmas to a girl on the way out of the office after a meeting was it Whitney Cummings and uh, uh, um, that happened to Whitney Cummings this is why uh, it yeah because I read an article about it yeah because there was a post on, on Twitter about yeah. Whitney Cummings I was saying and it's happening to, to people like Whitney Cummings as well yeah. same thing happened to my friends yeah. earlier this year uh, well, earlier this season whatever this yeah because season. it's all about intent like and also like what kind of a world are we living in that someone's going to say Merry Christmas to you and then you're going to go tell on them like I don't believe in God also, but someone, people if someone's to me hey happy hanukkah or merry right. kwanzaa i'd be like fuck yeah dude yeah <laughs> celebration yeah people like say like god bless you and stuff to me all the time i don't believe in god but i'm like their intention is good they're wishing me yeah, well yeah, they're yeah, wishing exactly. me positivity and i go thanks yeah. sometimes i'll even say god bless you too like you know yeah, exactly. i don't care just like you know roll with it so i get down and i pr- start praying yeah. i convert right there are you there i, d- I don't really believe but give me yeah. a sign it's a, it, the intent is nice Put and 10 pleasant dollars in my bank account right now if you exist and i'll <laughs> I'll become real religious. The only thing that I that I do hate is when people wish me a happy Mother's Day and I go, oh, I'm going to kill everyone now. <laughs> that one hurts. That one you hurts my soul. Like a, you don't look like a mother. Yeah, I, no one would leave a child with me. Today, though, so you are Jewish, right? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm one, one of my parents is Jewish. One of your parents is Jewish. So I'm, I'm, I do the all head the wrap could make you even look a little Hasidic. Yeah, yeah, God, I accidentally dress Hasidic kind of often. It's a problem. Yeah? Yeah. I, I have a very, like, Anne Frank look a lot. Are you, um... Are you proud of the Jewish part of your heritage and do you celebrate it and... I'm very into Judaism because I am so many things. I kind of, when I was, uh, since I was a kid, I kind of just attached myself to that because I was like, oh, I wanted like, because I li- lived in such a multicultural town and everyone had these things and you would do these days where you like had to take a paper doll and, you know, dress it in the ethnic garb of your culture. And I'm like, I don't have anything. So I got really into Judaism and like there was like 12 years when I stayed completely kosher for Passover yeah. and I researched it and really got to, to know Judaism. And then I ended up going... Uh, to Israel with birthright and like I really I love it I think did it's you have great. sex with a beautiful guy in the army there no I didn't that's what they do though they line up yes. all the super hot guys and girls from the army Israelis are not my type and then they get you like hey come on you gotta marry this guy and bring him over to America because the problem with Israel is like it's still a, it's like still kind of an archaic culture for yeah, women yeah. so I was really not into that nah, nah, nah. but I mean beautiful place delicious food so glad I went made an, made another Italian Jew friend another okay, pizza nice. bagel and um pizza bagel yeah and then we went on our merry way I'm glad I went probably won't go back but you know I'm glad to have gone I would have never gone had it not been for the free trip trip like there's too many other places I would have preferred to go but I was like I just never knew if I would ever have money at that point so I was like I'm not gonna pass up a free you know multi-thousand dollar trip that they're offering me because it really is free yeah it's absolutely free there's no that part is accurate which I knew just being a Jew and I was like if they're saying it's free it's free yeah you put out you have to put down like a 250 dollar deposit that you get back yeah and everything food taken care of everything yep drinks and yeah well I mean not alcoholic beverages but yeah sure yeah, that's everything. pretty fucking dope. It was dope. Wish I was Jewish. Yeah, I remember people seeing, used to fake I went it. to a lot of um, bar mitzvahs, <laughs> and I saw a lot of a lot of. Well, I played on a lot of 
uh, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Um, blow up saxophones. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't know what <laughs> this is. Blow up saxophones. <laughs> and and blow up guitars. That was a very Jewish bar mitzvah <laughs> thing. And then also um, Buck's Fizz, which is yeah, a mimosa, basically. Okay. Orange juice and um, little champagne or prosecco. That's a way cuter name. We we would drink those and we'd be like thirteen, like oh yeah, fucking get crazy. And then also, I'd always end up fingering a Jewish girl. That Jewish girls loved to be fingered and always had like very, uh, uh, very developed bush. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. we're a horny bunch. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but they would never date me. They would never go on a date with me. But they would let me finger them at a bar mitzvah. Uh, and then our culture, um, beautiful. I just watched my friends get fucking thousands of dollars of checks. Just fucking given thousands of pounds. Right. And like, they're just, go, they're going like, oh yeah, that's what happens in your A lot of like, cultures have that so though. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. Indian culture, Hindi culture, very much so. Yeah. Um, But I don't think that's like a, is that a big thing in, it's not really in a sort of Western Yeah. Catholic, not in like, you know, not in like Western American, you know, no. Yeah. Or, or no. British as well. We just, we're, we're more like. Give us money. We or you get like a bit of pocket money on a Sunday from your grandparents, maybe a pound, <laughs> one pound. That's like a dollar now. A dollar. Yeah, like a dollar. I got an allowance Sunday. growing up. I mean, I think at the, at, by the end of, you know, it was like $20 a week. What? Started at five, I think. No, I think I got a little bit of pocket money when I was younger. Sure. But I had a job from 11. 11? Yeah, I started my paper out at 11 and I've I've been employed since I was 11. Jesus. And I've never been fired from a job. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. It's your charm. I mean, I'm sure you have a good work ethic too, but... Good work ethic. Yeah. Make a mean coffee. That was one of the things in entertainment not enough people do. If you want to move up the ladder, this is the best bit of advice ever, right? If you're in the business side of it. Learn how to make a really good coffee, even with shitty instant coffee. That is a good tip. Yeah, if you're there on an internship or something like that and you turn up and they go, can you get some coffee? Oh, I'll have a coffee, blah, 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 blah. And then you turn up and they go, you know, they go, all right, cheers. And they know it's the same fucking coffee and they have a little sip and they go, oh, did you, what do you, how do you mean that? That's it. How do you make it better though? I'll tell you. All right. But if you tell anyone, (laughs) I have to kill you. Right. I'm so mad that I, I I had so many internships where I, I didn't even know how to like make coffee from the machine because I don't drink it. I got taught this at XFM, which is was a big radio station in the UK back in the day, and I had an internship there. Okay. And uh, the guy I asked me to make me a co- him a coffee, so it was instant. So I went and made a coffee. I put the instant in, put some hot water, a little splash of milk, put like a spoonful of sugar, and I took it back out to him, and he took a sip of it, and he was like, oh, that's fucking disgusting. Uh-huh. And he goes, what'd you use? And I go, just a thing in there. And he went, come with me. I'll show you how to make it properly. Okay. Goes, he goes, this will get you jobs. And he goes out and he pours it out. And what he does is he puts the coffee granules in. And then he puts the milk into the coffee granules. And then he stirred it and smushed it up. And he made it into a coffee paste, like a milky coffee paste. Okay. So basically you have to get all those granules, all of them, into the milk, into the coffee milk. Okay. And you make a basically a coffee creamer. Okay. And then you add the hot water. You put the hot water, when it's boiled, then you put that into that. And what it does is it stops the coffee granules burning. So when you put it hot water directly onto the coffee granules, because it's already ground up, it burns. It just like burns and you get that bitter flavor. Oh but my if you God. make it into a cream first, then the cream just warms up with the hot water. Oh and my God. And that's how you can make change... It blew my fucking mind. But I got jobs because of that shit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Make a good coffee for someone out of the shit they've got. They'll be like, wow, you can turn shit into gold. That's great. What you do? Come back. Come back. We'll give you a little paid job for next time, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It is the little things in the internet because it's like you think like, you know... They don't want like a you know story idea from an intern. They just want their the other easy things in their life to be made easier. Fuck yeah, just like the little things because that's know what? the stressful thing. I'm gonna teach things. that to a grandchild one day. That's so smart. And that grandchild is gonna put his hand on my shoulder or her hand on my shoulder and go, Granddad, no one's used coffee granules since 2027. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We all eat tablets now. Ooh. Intravenously placed inside of our our anus. Genitals. I can't wait. Everyone has the same, just an anus and a, and genitals. It's the same hole. Beautiful. And that way, there's no more gender yeah. inequality yeah. or sexual inequality. Uh oh. Gone. You think that's going to happen? Could do. Could do. What? Why? Why? I, I think it's a perfectly valid theory that if um, gender identity culture becomes even more self-involved i don't know if that's the right term or, or even more focused on itself. Mm-hmm. Self-involved. Fuck it. Uh, 
then we could end up in a place where where gender just filters out of our species. I think yeah, it could be like we'll all we'll just be like human, pu- yeah, human puggles, where we're just gonna try to mix things. We just once a year we all gather on a beach and huddle together and we just shit out these giant eggs. Yeah, and fucking little versions of ourselves come out. <laughs> Oh, I hope I yeah. I'm 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 gonna Best be glad to miss this. Let's. Oh God, the Kegels. Well, no, because we're gonna be so wildly successful over the next few decades. We can be a, freeze our bodies. Hundred percent freeze our shit. Okay, and then we'll come back and they'll just give us the updated genitals. I like that. We I like that we were Anus on the same genitals. page with. Obviously, we're freezing our bodies. Yeah, of course. Also, you've talked. You've mentioned kids like two times in the past forty five minutes. Are you are you itching to reproduce? I'm not itching to reproduce, but. Um, but I am itching to, you know, to give up on my pullout game. Okay. Now, I don't know. I'm in love with a woman. Right. And, uh, and I'm 35. I so saw I guess that there's on a little Instagram. Part of me. Yeah. So I think there's a little part of me that's just, um, I'm not, I'm not in a rush to have children in any way, shape or form. But Men I, don't need to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I can be a lot more selfish in that respect. But also. I got six years. TikTok. My, I know my, my girlfriend as well very much. She's got things she wants to achieve in her career mm-hmm. prior to us having children. Yeah. And same with me. And we want to do some things together before we bring a child into this world. Yeah. If that, anal. If we choose that. Yeah. Anal. Loads of, I mean. <laughs> you've, I'm sure you you've think done we've that. waited this long. No, I'm sure you've done She's that. She's fucked me in the ass so many times already. Nice. Hot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, that's what you meant, right? Yes, obviously. Good old pegging. Good yeah. old pegging. A good old pegging. Good old. <laughs> a good old Sunday pegging. <laughs> oh, specifically, that's the day. Got to be on a Sunday. A yeah, Sunday. she dresses up as a priest, mm. and I sing some choral pieces. I love it. And I start at like a tenor or an alto, actually. To be honest, it's a little light in that. I sit it, pitch it an alto, and then when she starts the pegging, soprano straight up there, mm. and, and a little vibrato. Ooh. That was good. That was good. Yeah. I love that. I like how weird this got. I know. Well, I love weird. You are um, quite a wonderfully, I don't know. I wish we'd been friends for a lot longer than we, we've started. Yeah, me, I would have, I, I would have, you would have been we tired. Ready. We weren't ready You would have been it. tired of me No, right we weren't now. ready for it. Now it's, it's fresh. Good. Yeah, it's good. New decade. It's good. I like it. <laughs> what What are your goals um, ultimately? What, 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 when you... How would you like to be sat there? Obviously, if cryogenically freezing ourselves yeah. is an option, which it will be. But if, <laughs> yeah. it, if it weren't, and you're sitting there on your, your death deathbed, what would you like to be able to look back? And and this is very much career. Let's let's ignore yeah, personal sure. life goals. Let's just say like career. I don't have a lot of personal life goals, honestly. <laughs> That's the problem. Oh, well, maybe very, I should ask about those if there's I'm only a handful of things that matter. Very career-oriented. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just want to... Um, like what people will say, so like what someone would say to me, like what I what I have achieved. Yeah, what would you like to be able to go? Well, I did this thing, I achieved that. I my my work made that possible, and you know, boom. so you know, maybe a couple of things like that. I think kind of like that. I just like you know broke down some boundaries for women to be able to do more things, and I saved a lot of dogs. Yeah. Yeah, like a ton of dogs. I want to. So save. you want to just be so successful in your career, so you can save women and dogs. Yeah, well, not I don't, women don't need to be saved. I think they just from need, themselves. I think they need a ball, like a, and this is not the proper term, but I just love the term, like a just a ballsier leader because women, I think, are so powerful, but for some reason, they just have like they have they're a little timid in getting the ball rolling, mm-hmm. and I'm not timid, so I'll like I'll start it. I'll start the orange peel and then you guys can fucking finish it. And then, um, and then I'll, after I start the peel, I'm going to go and just save a lot of dogs from like the Yulin dog festival. Are you going to have, oh yeah, that's fucked up in China. That one. Just, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of dogs that I need to go cuddle. You just need to get a, um, just get loads of land somewhere cheap. Like go to Nevada and buy loads of fucking desert land. Yeah, no, I'm going to buy, well, I don't know if the dogs are going to want to live in Nevada, but yeah. Yeah, you just get somewhere with a bit of shade. Yeah, I'm going to, that's my next. And then just have a big open and just yeah. have like a thousand dogs running It's my around. senior citizen's home for dogs because a lot of people surrender. But they will fight. They will start to form small packs and then they will eventually start fighting. They're going to revolt. Oh, I actually have and a joke that I'm the writing. the world's biggest dog fighting farm. And that <laughs> is surely a little problematic. No, they're going to revolt. Dogs are going to revolt against us soon. That's a vision like I had on mushrooms. Oh, that happened on Rick and Morty? Yeah. God, here I, here I am. I think and I'm just having this like amazing mushroom trip where I'm like seeing the future. 
and I'm really just like watching a cartoon in you my mind. Two, you took two mushroom caps and sat in front of Ugh. your TV and watched the Rick and Morty I episode I don't, and forgot. <laughs> I once tried to watch Rick and Morty because my favorite Impractical Joker who I had a crush on loves it and I was like, I just can't. Wait, which one do you have a crush on? Q. I can't get into cartoons Wait, Which one's Q? The, the bearded one. Well, the little guy with the bald head? No, that's Murr. Oh, he hasn't got a beard. No. He's got a Mur has head. glasses and Sal a bald head. Sal, I know. Sal, Mur's you know. the one with the bald head and the clean shaven face. Joe's like the gray-haired, you know, dad type ch- yeah, who's yeah, married. Yeah. And That's then true. the other one with the, like the, he has a little silver in his dark hair, but then he has a beard and he has a little, some, sometimes he's a little chunky, which I, I like. I can't even remember the fuck. I can't remember him. I'm going to look him up. Cute. Yeah. Uh, did, did, Brian did, did Quinn. Did he ever make it onto the podcast? No. Guys, we fuck? No, you never. No. Have you had sex with comedians? Oh God, have I? Yeah, yeah, a lot. I've well, I, I had, I really. Do you regret that? No, no. But I, I, I love comedians, and I, and I try to date comedians, but uh, it's difficult. Oh God. And dating uh, comedians. I, I, I haven't. Had, I had so much less sex since I started. Guys, we fucked because I. Then you realize, like, I'm gonna have to. I hold myself accountable, and that I have to talk about it. And you have a lot less sex when you realize you're gonna have to talk about it publicly. And I've got this Q guy coming out. Is it Greg Oliver, Joe Gatto, James Murray, Brian Quinn? Oh, that's a Brian one, Quinn. Yeah. Brian Quinn is his name. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I was like pretty obsessed with him for. Oh, a while. this guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He. Well, yes, I've seen him. With a beard. I think he looks better with a beard, actually. Yeah, I like he that. does. I love a beard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I can see that. That's like a, that's like a very Corinne type of guy. Yeah, I've met this guy a few times in, in New York, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a sweet guy, really? Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like a little, I like a little, a hefty boy with yeah. a beard. A little thickness. A little thickness. A little thickness in the, a little junk in the trunk. I think okay. it's like, it's interesting to see what's going to happen to um, men's identity, Actually, because I think women have, I mean, for a long time, and especially also the queer community, right, mm-hmm. have for decades been very focused on gender identity and what they think of what they should be. What should a woman be? What should a trans like a woman be? Like a tomboy. Yeah, what should yeah. a gay man be? Like, there's a lot of a lot of exploration has been done into that. Men actually haven't done much exploration That's into what point. women are be. I think we're just discovering some things. Like, I'm clearly very flamboyant in my in my attire and uh, I like being like that in my personality but I'm also inherently Neanderthal in other aspects of my behavior like I know that uh, violence I don't like being violent but if I see someone that I love or care about getting hurt I'm gonna kill the person like you know Ooh, like, okay, like I don't know. don't have a I don't have a, any qualms about hurting someone who's hurting someone that I love yeah very and that's very animalistic have you killed someone <laughs> no Imagine if I got an exclusive I, I, I on your own I podcast. I don't know why I just did a look that suggested I had to think about that. No, I've never killed anyone. Oh, that's good to know. I've never killed. I've killed some people with kindness, but that's... Oh, boy. Yeah. You killed me with a joke. I know, I know. Yeah, <laughs> That's the only person that it will ever kill with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a real dad joke. I apologize for that. I've never even I've never even hit anyone. I mean, besides like my brother growing up. That's wonderful. What a wonderful position to be in in life. And you know, you've never had. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm serious. an elitist. I've never I've never hit anyone. No, I'm so. serious though. There's never a point where <clears throat> physically assaulting someone should ever solve the problem. Unfortunately, what it is is when one person who's maybe a bit morally positively skewed, but still insecure and broken enough to want to be violent, to someone. Encounter someone who is morally and ethically terribly skewed and wants to be violent at someone, and then you kind of go, "Well, it's the lesser of two evils to punch a fucking neo-Nazi in the face." Sure. Do you know what I mean? Than it is to punch a fucking dad of three just going shopping. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> no, you know what I mean though. It's still not right. Neither of those two things are right. Yeah. Physically harming someone, but you know. Some just, people yeah, need I just a kick in. I, yeah, I, I agree. And there, believe me, there's some people who like I've seen get punched in the face and in my head I go, glad that happened. Yeah. But like I'm just not going to do it. I actually worry about myself sometimes. It's like I, I physically I know I could do it, but I worry emotionally that, that if someone was like attacking me that I would like, would I be able to like stab them in the eye like you should. I reckon you could. I think. I think. I think the adrenaline adrenaline will over overwhelm me in that moment. Oh, I didn't even think it'd be the adrenaline. I think you'd just be like, "Oh, the, this is kinky." The- <laughs> <laughs> I get to stab him. Mm. I do spend a lot feels. of time thinking about how I would like save myself or how I would handle uh, the terrorists taking over the plane and how. Oh I would yeah, I think about that shit all off. the time. Yeah, all the time. You know who we need to t- talk to is that I want to get him on a podcast. Actually, that's a great idea. The um the the black gentleman from the terrorist uh, to all the I mean it is terrorism but you know 
uh, homegrown terrorism, uh, mass shooter in the in the <clears throat> I think it was a Popeyes chicken place. Okay, and it was like it might not be in a Popeyes chicken place. I don't know. It was one of the chicken brands that they fucking have. Well, here. oh KFC or Popeyes, Popeyes, KFC, whatever. One of those uh, Chick Fil A, one of those. Oh, okay, and. Uh, this guy went in and pulled out a semi-automatic weapon and started shooting people in the Jesus fucking restaurant. And there was a young black guy in the toilets and he heard the shouting and then the bah, 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 bah. and then so he waited for the, he sort of crouched down behind the door, waited for the 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 shots to stop, which he knew meant the guy was going to reload his clip. Oh, that's smart. And he opened the door and fucking charged the guy and the guy like maybe got one bullet off that grazed the guy's arm. But wow. he fucking took him down. Why is this guy not on uh, one of our banknotes? I didn't even know about that. That's Isn't insane. That, crazy? that guy's a fucking hero. That what guy, a fucking hero. That guy is. Well, I mean, it's smart that he I knew. chat to him. Because I think like we, we have like, there's, you know, especially like progressives are so anti-gun. And I and I wish guns didn't exist. However, they do exist and they're part of our world and our culture. Yeah. So I went to, uh, pew, pew, to pew. a, yeah, boop, boop, boop. I went to a gun range and learned how to shoot a gun because oh, it's like, so much fun. I'm like, well, num- I, I mean, I didn't do it for fun. I went, I did it because number one, I was like so scared of it. And I was like, I shouldn't be scared of something that I might come into contact one day. Right. Um, and like, I want to know how to be able to like protect it to like, you know, to use it myself to sure. like how it works. And I think like you can be a lot less scared of things if you know how they work. Um, and it was, yeah, great. I mean, I did, I scared the guy at the gun range was like, wow, you're so nervous that you're scaring me. Now, did but then I was okay. Find it fun when you shot a few bullets off. No, you didn't enjoy it at all. Um, I didn't. I, I didn't hate it, but it it, it felt. Uh, I felt like it felt very like a lot to me. Yeah, I felt it felt like a. I I was responsible for maybe more than I felt comfortable being responsible for. And I was. I I felt okay with myself. Like I always trust myself. But what made me nervous was being in the gun range with other people. Yeah. And I I definitely did like Google how many people had died in the gun range or like if anyone had gone crazy and like shot. That someone. happens. That does happen. Yeah. But when that shit happens, I think they just uh you know you have to hope that the one of the people who works there. I mean, they're, they're pretty good at shutting that shit down, I think. Well, the the death that I had learned about in that particular gun range, because it was in New Jersey, and we don't really have them there. It, was it wasn't there. It wasn't the. It wasn't the. I, I keep fucking up your mind. I'm sorry. I'm just going to leave it. You no, just it's okay. To it was comfortable. <laughs> I was like, wait, she's loud. Now she's quiet. Now I'm I don't sorry. Know where yeah. No, it's great. Um, it was, they had given like a nine-year-old a gun that was really too big for her. And like, because like kids can do it. And so, so an instructor was like working with her, but basically she shot this, a gun that was way too big. Then and the, and it shot, it shot the guy in the head, right? And he died. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. I don't think children should ever be allowed around firearms. Yeah. The idea that you can pick up a gun before the age of 18 is fucking insane to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's it, insane. Yeah, I mean, it's just like so big. Because I mean, like I went and I, did, and I just go, oh, what's like a classic, the classic like, you know, police officer hand pistol. And that's what I learned how to yeah, shoot. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. That's why so- I go to the gun range now here, LA Gun Range. Oh, yeah. And I'm learning how to shoot yeah. a particular set of handguns. Yeah. Because um, I'm a little bit crazy like Bill Burr in the fact that I think there could be civil unrest or there could be international unrest. Yeah. And if there is, I want to have my uh, helicopter license and a helicopter. And I also want to have some rudimentary knowledge of how to save someone's life uh, you yeah. know, in a medicinal manner. I've done that. And I also want to be able to, I want to know guns, know how to clean them and maintain them and at least understand how to use the most popular, it's going to be nine millimeter based handguns. Yeah, I just need to know how to like reload. I needed to yeah. know. And I also just to feel it, to realize like, because I think like the kickback, even on a small pistol, you're like, oh, oh that's so much, that's so much Depends more. what kind of pistol, yeah. And yeah. I yeah, like, and even the, like the, the proper, and it's not like this. Um, <laughs> I'm like, you guys know the proper, the proper <laughs> those, gun uh, technique. Those, that is the proper finger this gun technique. This is how technique. I shoot all my guns. <laughs> Um, I'm that not, is the perfect finger gun technique, though. <laughs> That's why so I don't do act cool. outs because it's gonna in my set because it's gonna look, fucking look like that. I like that. Hey that guys, was very funny. <laughs> uh, pew, pew, pew. a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> not good, but um, yeah. So I feel feel better about that. Yeah. I just like to do things. I just like that yeah. scare you. You like to try them out. I like to do things that scare me, but I also like to me do too. things that like you know instead of just like chalk talk, talking about stuff or relying on other people. I I like to take my own welfare into my ha- own hands. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think that's very important. And also from an experiential point of view as well, how can you talk about something until you've experienced it or done as much as you can do without crossing any kind of moral sure. ethical boundary? And like before, I'm like I hate guns. Guns are bad. Guns are dangerous. I want to be like well, at least I like went and gave it a sh- I gave it a shot. You know 
you should do is just never use the voice that you did for the first sentence. Like, don't do it. Just talk in your normal voice. For Wait, that, that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. You went, I used to be like, <laughs> but now I'm like, hi, how are you? But now I talk in this normal voice. But if you just went, guns are bad. They're not great. Then yeah. that, it, would, it would work Guns more. are bad. They're the worst. <laughs> really gross. Mm. Um, well, I ain't got to say, guns shouldn't be in everyone's fucking homes but they are in this country semi-automatic automatic weapons and automatic weapons are only designed to kill multiple amounts of people in a very short period of time so no one should have to own them uh but i also do understand that based on the tenets of this country this country or at least this formation of this country was founded on it makes sense for people to be able to arm themselves against the fucking lunatics, especially given the current fucking politics of this country, which I think is lunacy. Yeah, you can't take guns so, away now because too many yeah. people have them, so you need, the, you know... You However, tighter laws that stop children having access to these fucking weapons. Absolutely. Yeah. And does anyone need to be able to buy an automatic rifle once a month until as many as they want and stick them in a bunker? Have an no, arsenal, yeah. that's not right. Like, those things are fucking mental to me. But also, I'll say very openly that I love shooting guns. They're immense fun. I think a lot of people have that reaction Safely, when they go to shoot in a range. It. Yeah. So, what what's, what is your experience uh, going from like a, a much less uh, gun gun injected culture yeah. to American gun happy culture? I mean, I, I guess on a very personal level, I've not actually had to, had to experience it yet. Mm. I've never been in a state yet where I've got into an argument or in a. a, a a conversation even or sat down in a restaurant next to someone where there's an open carry state or anything like that yeah i get I, so nervous around that i've jumped out of my car here in la and with road rage a number of times and screaming in the face of a fucking moron for pulling out in front oh, of me without using turns people have yeah, golf clubs though <laughs> this is it like yeah but i'm i know where i stand with a golf club or a, or a baseball bat I, I know how to handle that situation <laughs> if someone pulled a gun out of their glove compartment and started pointing at me You're I, i'd be pretty fucking scared yeah and uh i don't know you know in that situation i'd be a bit like because my instinct would be to try and su- su- uh, subdue them i but thought you were gonna say seduce them and seduce i was like what an interesting I'd be like, technique you know what i do is i'd walk straight up to them and i go oh you're gonna use that on me are you and then i put my lips to the tip of the barrel <laughs> and i'd slide what a way to go just what a way to go all the way to the until it touches the back of my throat Ooh. and then i'd like look in there and, and i'd lick the fucking trigger uh-huh and then i just slide back there's no way a guy would shoot me off that all right no way honestly with your accent i feel like even a lesbian might but yeah. a guy a, a guy <laughs> i feel like everyone everyone men and women are like just a touch mem- mesmerized by the the accent here yeah yeah yeah. How much how much free things have you gotten in LA because of your accent? Nothing. What? People, people don't give a solitary fuck out here. They hate it. Because there's A, there's too many Brits out here anyway. Oh, are there? Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people. And, and there's a lot of people just probably pretending to be British just to try and get roles and shit. Oh, I love I that I mean like every American school kid has gone on a school trip during which the whole day we pretend to be British. Oh I've God. you know how many times I pretended to be British at Six Flags that is the wisest thing you've ever said. Adventure. That is the, yeah. <laughs> we always be like, hello. <laughs> Like, Hello, look at me. Off Hello, let's go on a roller coaster. And like, then you like talk louder, like to be like, hey guys, I'm British. I don't think anyone noticed yet. Oh my God. Yeah, we love that's like, that's Did like. Did you ever pull the wool over <laughs> anyone's eyes, do you think? Or. Um, I don't think so. I don't. Be- you never know. You might have been a, a child savant. Yeah, people don't know. But I mean, that's like every American school child has pretended to be British for the day. Well, every fucking American adult has pretended to do it in front of me. Okay, that's weird. Since I've I never done it. that. Oh, really? like 95% of people people who meet me in this country go go oh, you're from, where are you from in britain or are you from london oh, from london or oh, london? oh hello, but, i'm from london but like seriously not yeah, not like not just like in jest i mean they're trying to be funny but it's not they just sound like cunts yeah <laughs> like, like if that. i just if you just every time i met someone in this country I just went, oh, hey, buddy. And not even a good accent, right? So let me just, yeah, do oh, you hey, hi, dark. This, this is me doing a bad American. <laughs> oh, but hey, there, I'm from America. Uh-huh, burgers and fries. Am I right? <laughs> that's, that's a British that's guy doing a bad impersonation. So scary. Wait, can, can, you do, do, can you do a real clean American accent? Yeah, I can do a real clean American accent, yeah. Do it. <laughs> I'll start talking. Uh, uh, right now, I'm going to start talking in my American accent. Wow. Yeah. That's so weird. Is it weird? Yeah. But it sounds okay. Yeah. 
the words that I get stuck with um, have a lot of R sounds, strong R's, like fa- father, mother, sister, brother. Okay. So I have to practice a little bit, which That's, is why I'm a bit nervous. This is nervous, crazy. But yeah, but it's pretty good. Oh my gosh. It's For some reason, like... I'm going to end it now. So while yeah. One of my heads. Quit like with people, head. if you were to do like a German accent or a French accent, like those don't never impress me. But when, no. when people with a thick accent go into like the American and I go, oh my God, crazy yeah because i think it's just it's just like such a it's a weird accent i'm an actor darling that's what i do uh, I well, we it. all saw we all saw um but anyway i don't know how we got into accents i love them yeah they're fun to do i love accents um listen we got to wrap this up because okay. i know you've got somewhere else to be yeah, i do and i also it's, we're a big day. it's, new, Year's, it's new year's eve it's fun i could talk to you all night <sighs> uh but we can't no. So next time you're here, you have to come on again. It's good to leave um, ellipses, leave the people wanting absolutely, more. Absolutely. And also, so like, first of all, I mean, look, if, you, if you're if you not already aware of Corinne Fisher, make sure you follow her on all social media. It's just at Corinne Fisher, isn't no, it? No, it's at Philanthropy Gal, because I like to make everyone's life Oh, is difficult. that changed now? Fuck, okay, my bad. It's always, it's always been that. that cause it's, I, that was it's before it comes I started up big Corinne Fisher in your title, Sam. Yeah. Uh, philanthropy Gal. Yeah. Cause G-A-L. People, yeah, people spell my name wrong too often, so I had to have something else. Okay, Philanthropy you can spell that it's yourself, a word, guys. Yeah. And then Gal, G-A-L. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, she's on a, a number of different podcasts. Uh, guys We Fucked is on Luminary. Uh, behind a paywall, mm-hmm. but well worth the money. Yeah, well, the whole... Ar- I mean, six, there's six, a six-year archive that's free if you on iTunes if you haven't started I don't want my listeners yet. to, to oh. get angry with me again now. Oh. Because I bitch them out sometimes. Yeah. Because I got rid of sponsors, so this could just be a thing. Yeah. I enjoy doing it. It doesn't feel like work. Beautiful. But we rely on sponsorship money. It's not a lot coming in right now on Patreon. Right. Yeah. So, but <laughs> it's worth it. it. But I also think I like I like people putting their pay, uh, podcast behind a paywall because I think fuck it, it's worth five bucks to do that. Just listen to that thing. I you agree. Know, pay for a lot. You get a lot of content for it. Anyway, so check it out, guys. We fucked on Luminary. Well worth the money. And also, there's um, there's two less lonely girls. Yeah. There's two years of two less lonely girls. You can listen to if you love pop culture, Justin Bieber, Spice Girls, Ariana Grande, Selena Gomez. Um, and then I have I I did like a we did a soft start. On it, but Joe DeRosa and I yeah. have a podcast called I just Without had Joe DeRosa on this a, a few did. episodes ago. Yeah, first time Joe. we hung out. I love and we Joe. got on like a house on fire. He was a really cool guy. <laughs> what, is that a weird saying? I've never heard that, but I really like oh, it. Oh, it's a British saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we get on, oh, you got on like a house on fire. I yeah. love it. That's I mean, so, I just oh, immediately it's caught. So, I mean, no, I get it. It's just a, so morbid. And really morbid. We're it's fucked so, up in England. It's so left eye from TLC. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow. Okay. So um, I love him. Uh, so Me yeah. Too. So make sure you check that out as well, guys, uh, and just uh, find her on her website. Just see where she's performing live. Make sure you go and check her out. Also, on January the fifth, actually, you'll be performing on a show uh, I'm producing back in New York at the Stand at seven thirty on January the fifth. It's called Stand Ups Anonymous, and you and Christina will both be on that. Your your co host on Guys We Fuck. Quite a lineup I saw. Oh, it's fucking epic. Like, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's only been great, uh, great lineups, and it's it sold out well in advance. Actually, last show, which was the first show, and I think this one will too. So make sure you check out online. You can find it on my website, um, uh, just jeffreyleach.com. Got the details on there. But grab your tickets for that. Karim will also be performing then. Uh, anything else coming up that people need to know about? I mean, I'll be touring around the country. I don't have like a ton of dates yet, though. So there you go. Because um, I just, yeah. So make no, sure you show some love. Make sure you show some support. Make sure you check out our comedy. Thank you, Corinne Fisher. Thank I appreciate you. having you here. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>